Another episode of According to RP on WJMS Radio. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are staying safe in these coronavirus quarantine-infested streets. I am here with my very special guest host whenever the hell he feels like it, Paul Bromley. <laughs> uh, not whenever the hell I feel like it. <laughs> Welcome it's back, Paul. It's rough out here in these corona streets, man. <laughs> I know, but I mean, it's it's like every time we say we're going to do better, we let so much time go by. And it's yeah. like, I always have to give the shady and petty intro for you. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, and I'll, I'll take it because honestly, and I think I might have said this before on the show, um, but, you know, I just I, I lost my microphone like months ago and I couldn't find it. And. Thanks to Corona, you know, I've been, uh, you know, doing a little house cleaning. I was able to find it. So we're plugged in. We're, we're in HD sound. We're good. We're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> That's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> all right. Hey, everybody, well, what's up? I definitely missed you on the show, man. We had so much shadiness going on these last couple of weeks. And I was like, man, where's my petty partner in crime? I, I don't like that label. I am a, <laughs> I'm a truth talk teller. Um. <laughs> I'm a, a, a gospel relayer. A gospel some, relayer. Yeah, you know, some may even say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a minister in training, but Mercy. petty, never, never. Mercy, never. a minister in training. All right, Minister Bromley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there has been a lot going on, though, so I'm definitely glad to be back so we can, um, you know, talk about some of this ridiculousness. Uh, ridiculousness, man. I mean, so... Obviously, we're all still under lockdown, at least in the New York City, New Jersey area. So, I mean, how have you been quarantining? What's been going on? Well, it, I mean, God, like I we've been in the house since I want to say March 15th, March 13th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's my wife, me, uh, my four year old son and my almost two year old daughter, um, you know, and it has been. I it's been rough. I'm not even gonna lie. I think we're all sick of one another. You ever been sick of somebody and love them at the same time? I mean, I'm currently so, going through I mean, that right now. I, I understand. I understand. And we, you know, we've been practicing social distance outside the house and mm-hmm. social distancing from one another inside the house when we can. <laughs> um, you know, we try to. Everybody tries to find their own corner to go into when we can, but it's it's definitely difficult throughout the day because we're both working um you know and my son he's going to kindergarten next year but he was in you know preschool now so that he had Mm -hmm. like a a semi-curriculum you know what i mean so you know we've been trying to like try to stick to that and you know trying you know and 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 eating doing a lot of eating yes um you know so i don't know everybody everybody's big as hell you know i'm gonna be big as hell by the time this is all over you know But it's all right, right? It's all right. (laughs) If that's how you could cope. I mean, food has definitely been a big coping thing for me. I mean, 
My appetite's been very funny, though, off and on. So I haven't been binge eating the way I would want to. Mm. Like, I'm not really getting into that quarantine 30 as I was expecting to. Um, but food is, yeah, food is definitely that. So, and, you know, I have my 13-year-old going through puberty. Um, so it's like World War Three in the house. Wild, and, and there's no way to there's nowhere to go. You know, like I can't just throw right. a bomb and then like run. Like I, I gotta stay where I threw the bomb. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, it, it's it's definitely a lot. Um, we've been like uh, you know, like I said, we cook, we've been you know we eat a lot, we cook a lot, and you know we have two like I said two little kids. You know, two with the teenagers too. Like you're cooking three meals a day. Like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you gotta cook. And so we've been like trying out different recipes and things like that. So that's been kind of interesting. Um, and also, obviously, alcohol, alcohol is being consumed um, in quantities, mm. you know. So, you know, we're just doing we're trying new cocktails and everything. You know, I've been, uh, Have you, tried you know, Trump teeny. What you say? <laughs> Have you tried the Trump teeny? <laughs> A Trontini? No, a <laughs> bleach, bleach. You know, one I prefer quarter, dark. I prefer pine salt over bleach. It's a, over it's bleach, a dark you know, liqueur. One quarter, one quarter, uh, a Clorox. You know, two tablets of uh, you know <laughs> toilet bowl cleaner with a little with a little uh, Sprite. I, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. The only thing, the only thing blue I drink is hypnotic. So mercy, I don't know what y'all mercy. doing with this toilet bowl cleaner. I don't know what what the thought process is behind it, but no, I I, I have not been sampling uh bleach <laughs> no it has not happened it has not, and it will not happen no i don't think so as for me in my house we will not drink the no. martini <laughs> what's been going on with you i know you're drinking uh you know what it is i'm actually not able to drink i've been Ugh. sick again i've actually been on like a serious course of antibiotics for the last two weeks i just or two and a half almost three weeks i just stopped the antibiotics the other day now i got to give my body some time to heal Hello. So I yeah. have been, so you could imagine the level of irritation that's going on in me that I cannot drink to cope. Yeah. Um, I, I can only imagine. It, it's been, it's been very crazy because I have the bottles ready for consumption. Like that's what I know. That's why I said, I know you, I, it, I know you, you exactly, you know, yeah. my house is well decorated <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot, I cannot partake. So I'm praying for, you know, maybe uh, hopefully by next week, um, you know, I can definitely be, you know, in a drunken stupor of some sort so I could make it through the day. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, nah, I haven't been able to drink. So it's been extra hard. Like I said, I got a 13 year old boy in this house. So it, World War Three has been happening. You know, that remote learning situation is driving every parent in New York City crazy. Because I'm yeah. not a teacher. I, I knew my calling from day one, I was not a teacher. <laughs> so yeah, it's I, I, am, I am not a teacher. Also, it's been it's been driving me nuts. Um, and I, I can say from a professional standpoint, though, that I, I've been doing um, some work with with my um, what my main my main gig, <laughs> um, <laughs> providing support and resources to um, to parents, um, you know, uh, and, and um, making sure that, you know, the remote learning is going um going smoothly and the parents are all seeming to be in really good spirits. The ones that I've spoken to anyway. And, and uh, you know, everyone's trying to just make the, make the best out of a pretty good situation. So I can't at least say that, but I know it's crazy over here. I know it is. I'm, I, it's not my calling at all. No, it's not. And I mean, 
I, I mean, I've always commended teachers because I knew that if I if I'm dealing with this one child in my house, you having to deal with them plus 20 others on a regular day, I know you have to be, you know, saints. Yeah. But I mean, so yeah, so that's been kicking my ass a little bit, just trying to stay focused with him because, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be focused for myself. <laughs> so just trying to be focused for him. But right. it's been it's been difficult. Um, but, you know, Netflix. Hulu has been on deck. I've been writing um, a lot, just trying to do a lot of self-work to be reflective of myself so that when I do leave, you know, this apartment, that I can be a better, you know, more saner individual. Yeah. Um, So, you know. But what are some things that you have been doing to kind of keep your mental health together? Because I know that's like a big focus for a lot of us is to just make sure that we are mentally sound. So, like, what are some of the things you've been doing? Um, I've been watching a lot of, um, what, you know, a lot of movies like, you know, just before, you know, when you're working all the time and you're commuting and you're with the kids, you got to pick the kids. We got to rush, you know, it's very rare that you even get to sit down to like really like watch and like, you know, digest like a film, like a really like complex, like film, like a drama or something like that. So every night I try to watch some really like deep, deep movie or, you know, that I may have never seen before or, or missed like in the earlier, you know, parts of the 2000s or 90s or whatever. Um, so I've been trying to do that every night. I've been I've been watching some pretty good movies. Um, music. I've been listening to a lot of music. I've been making a lot of playlists. Okay. Uh, um, I find that to be really therapeutic. Like you know, just I love music anyway. So that I found that to be really therapeutic. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, cooking. Um, trying okay. different recipes. Um, I like to cook, so that that's that's been pretty cathartic too. Um, anything? What else am I doing? I try to get just a moment to myself. You know, we have a we have a balcony, um, like at, in our apartment or whatever. So sometimes, you know, I'll go out there and just get like a moment of silence, or okay. just just go in the bathroom and lock the damn door, <laughs> and, you know, and, and try to get a just try to get a moment of silence. Um, uh, and, and I, you know, it's been difficult because, you know, we're all in the house, but I really do try to, at least between, you know, my, I'm, I'm not going to front like my, my kids. Uh, I love my kids to death, but they're getting on my last good nerve. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'll say at least with my wife and I, like we try to speak to one another, um, you know, with love and, and patience to one another, uh, you know, because that also, you know, spills over into the kids. So, you know, we're all. We're doing good. We're not going to be one of those, you know, I've been reading a lot about like couples and everything. It's like once they can get outside, they're going straight to the divorce mm-hmm. <laughs> attorney. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's not us. We're, we're, we're doing good. Um, you know, so, you know, we just, just said, we're just trying to do no harm. I think that's how someone, I heard someone put it that way. Try to do no harm to yourself or to other people throughout mm-hmm. this. So, yeah. So trying to speak, speak to one another in love. Um, in love and kindness. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and social media, social media has been, um, Keeping uh keeping a lot of us entertained. And... It's been the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It has been the key. It has definitely been the key. At least for me, it has. Yeah, one hundred. Oh yeah, I love me to laugh on a regular basis, but I feel like, especially with everything that's going on right now, like it's definitely um, it's definitely you know helps me out a lot. I would say through everything that's going on. Mhm. All right. It's been like you only connection to other people and everything. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. 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 Now the other thing, um, 
I wanted to kind of talk about is like, you know, <laughs> I know offline we were talking about how, you know, our parents and loved ones are doing the most during <clears throat> this quarantine. You know, what, what's happening on your and uh, on your side of the block? Like, <laughs> you're telling me about your parents joining Facebook? <laughs> listen, listen up. <clears throat> so let's talk about, we could talk about um, my parents. Um, we could definitely talk about them. Um, so, you know, my dad and I, we definitely don't have a really good relationship. My mom and I, we're, we're fine. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has their own things, but we're, we're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't talk to my dad. He doesn't talk to me. And now, ever since this quarantine has, has, has occurred, he's been sending me text messages and calling me. And he's, and he's so fucking draining. And so I <laughs> I can't even do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't deal with you before we were even, like, before all this stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, I have enough stuff on my mind now. Like, you know, I guess, I, I don't know if he's trying to, like, mend a relationship or whatever. But, like, I don't have time for that right now. We can we can deal with that after you know, it's it, you can't catch the corona. You can't you can't catch the respiratory disease just walking outside for fresh air. We'll deal with that <laughs> later on. Um, my mom is, you know, obviously I'm here in New York. Um, both of my fa- both of my parents rather they're um, they're not together, but they're down in Virginia, um, which has also been effectively shut down. Um, you know, until like I think mid June. So obviously I'm concerned about her because my mom. You know, she's 74, but like she's used to just being on a go. She comes and goes. She just does what does what she wants. She, just, you know, she's not like you know she she's she's a young 74. Mm. Um, you know, so I've been worried about her sitting her ass down. Um, you know, and you know we I, we had a conversation whatever. And she seems to be following like all the precautions, and the protocols, and you know her church. They're not they're not meeting. They're ha- well, they are meeting, but they're doing like a social distancing where they're either meeting, um, you know, via uh, online. Or they're doing like a drive drive in church where it's like, you know, you go to the grounds and you just sit in your car and the pastor ministers from like, you know, the, the stairs of the church or something like that. Um, so, you know, so, you know, so I'm glad to see that she's doing that. But one thing that she apparently has decided to do is to join social media <laughs> during the pandemic. And I'm just like, you know, me, you know, I'm me. You know what I'm saying? Like. I have fun on uh, social media. Social media is a fun place for me. Um, you know, so now I'm just kind of like, I accepted her friend request, but I'm just wow. like, ooh, does this mean like, how do you navigate like parent? Like I've never, ha- I've never had a situation before where you can navigate having, having to like navigate like, you know, cause some things you like, I'm, you know, we're grown, but like there's still certain ways. I don't talk to my mom or, or around my mom the same way that I talk around everybody else just out of respect. Like I'm not going to be, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to try determine how to navigate that situation. I know she has to be bored and this is a good way for her to see the kids and everything through like, you know, the video calls and things of that nature. But I'm just like, uh, I don't know how to navigate this. What, what do we do? What do you, what do you, have you ever had a situation? Sir, let me explain something to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> let me explain something to you right now. So, um, <clears throat> my mother joined Facebook several years ago, actually. And it was it was during a time where all of the Haitians, it's like they came together and was like, we're going to join Facebook. Right. <laughs> so now, the yeah, revolution. Yeah. The Haitians, the Haitians decided that they were going <laughs> to join Facebook. <clears throat> and so for me, I was just like, I don't think so, because we all know, like the Haitians joining Facebook, we know what type of like 
spy activity was taking place. Because when Haitians joined Facebook, they're not just there to listen to what you're Oh, no, they didn't judge. They didn't judge. Yeah, they have, they're yeah. there to judge on other people as well, like other kids because yeah. of the friends of friends. So they, because you know, Haitians, like, it's like African families in general. They love to be able to, like, you know, compare their kids to other kids or yeah. whatever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when my mom joined Facebook several years ago, um, I was shocked because I received a, um, a friend request and I had to be like, is this my mother or did, she, or did somebody, somebody posing as my mother? Yeah. And then my mom called me and so she sent me like several requests. I kept rejecting all of them. And she was like, um, hi, I sent you a friend request. And I was like, why would you do such a thing? Like you have my <laughs> phone number. Why do you need to be my friend on social media? You have my phone number. Right. So after I, you know, un she, I, un I successfully blocked her several times. Then I started noticing her friends started trying to follow me on Facebook. And I think I made the mistake of accepting one friend. By doing that, my mom now instantly had accessibility to me because one time we were on the phone and she's like, oh, that red dress you wore the other day. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. How do you know what I had on? Because, because the friends are friends. So, I mean, here's what I tell people. Right now, I feel like, I mean, we're in a pandemic. Our parents are bored as hell. And even when the, it wasn't a pandemic, they're re they're retiring. They're bored as hell. They want to connect with yeah. their friends and you know secret love interests from years ago on mm -hmm. on social media. I think for me, because I you have to know who your parent is. If your parent is one of those parents who you know jumps to conclusions, like one time I think I was like, oh, you know, it's such a dark day today or something. My mom was like, are you are you going to commit suicide? It's like uh, that's that's why. Yeah. <laughs> That's why that I had to, <laughs> that's why I had to block the friend because that's where she was getting her info. So if your parents are like um overly like extra, if they are overly sensitive, if they are team too much, and you know that you like to use social media as a platform to express yourself, do not accept your parents as as a friend, or else the police will roll up at your house. <laughs> like your mom will call nine one one based off of a Facebook post, and next thing you know. One thing I will say about about my mom though is like she, uh, you know what I mean. Like I, I I don't feel like she'll be all in my no. She'll definitely be all in my business, but like she's not the type to like really like you know confront you or like or she'll be in your business, but she won't let you know she's in your business. Like she just she won't say anything. Like she's like okay, well that's not my business. I'm not gonna like you know. But sometimes like you know I like to crack jokes and stuff like that on social media, and sometimes like I never say anything negative or talk about my personal business like about my family or whatever. But like. I'll make jokes about my mom, like, liking uh, Gerald Levert, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, you know, how she wanted to marry Barry White or, you know, <laughs> how, like, you know, she saved. But I caught her one time when we were growing up listening to one of my Trina and Trick Daddy tapes. You know mercy, what I'm saying? Mercy, like, mercy. <laughs> I, I, I'll talk about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I don't necessarily want her to know that I'm out, that I, that I, that I'm that out here. Like, her. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that you outing her. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I, you know, so I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to, like, navigate that like you know what i'm saying my mom is um she you know she's very it's very she's very religious you know what i mean mm -hmm. she, you know so i'm you know and so i cuss like that's the big thing my mom she doesn't cuss anymore mm -hmm. she doesn't drink like she doesn't do any of that you know me i do all of that and then some you know what i mean so 
you know, I'm just trying to like, I don't want her to, well, let's just call it what it is. I don't want her to know that I'm really uh, a heathen. <laughs> and that's the so, thing. And Facebook will put you out there. And then your yeah. friends in them that be commenting with their, with their gifts. Cause I follow you on, on right. Facebook. You know, yeah. I know the deal. I think that the best thing for you to, to do now, if you do not want to unfriend your mother, cause you feel like that might hurt her feelings. I mean, for okay. me personally, I don't care. Like you, <laughs> you should have never sent this friend request to begin with, <laughs> but <laughs> you did. So you got blocked. However, what you could do is just limit her view of your page. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do, and it's funny because I follow like the rest of the rest of my family, like mm-hmm. all my aunts, all my cousins, all my uncles. Like you know, uh, you know, we're all they're all you know my social media friends, and we have. I don't care. Like, there's no issue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, we're cool or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it's just something about it. About your mom. Limit like, your mom. Yeah, I kind of like, I try to protect my mom from, you know what I'm saying? Like, you. my, you know, she got a foul mouth son. And I try to like, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I guess I'm not a foul mouth. I guess I'm just, uh, I'm more foul than, than, than she knows that I am. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my suggestion to you is to put her on a limit. Where she yeah. can see certain things and she can't see because, you know, it's, I mean, I have friends who are cool with their parents like that. Their parents cuss too. So if your parents are c- cuss too and they nasty too, that's different. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but if your mother is, you know, a prayer cloth, hat wearing, you know, woman, you might want to put her on a limitation uh, on the Facebook. I and mean, what's funny is that her, her pastor and her fir- and, the, and the first lady of her church, like they follow me too. And I, I'm not even concerned about them, but it's, it's just, it's, mama, it's just something about my mom. It's something about the image. You know, you want to keep my, uphold a certain type of image for your mom, you exactly. know? Exactly. Nah. Right. I mean, I feel you. I mean, like I said, I blocked my mama. And, uh, and then <laughs> what was even worse is my brother had the audacity to put her on Instagram. And it I know my brother is the work. one who put her on Facebook. I yep. also know that. It was my brother who put her who put her on Facebook. But then it was like maybe two years ago, I saw her phone. And I'm like, why is there an Instagram notification on this woman's phone? And then like a week later, she's DMing me, <laughs> you right. know, because, you know, WhatsApp for the Caribbeans and Africans. It's like if you have a parent on WhatsApp, it never ends. You will always get remedies. You will always get all this WhatsApp tomfoolery. So my mom was trying to turn my Instagram into her WhatsApp paradise by forwarding me, you know, videos and pictures and all that. So I had to block her too. I'm like, this is not acceptable. Right. So, yeah, I mean, listen. I, I think we'll be, I think everything will be okay. And I know that she wants to, you know, she doesn't have a smartphone, you know what I mean? So, mm. I mean, she has a smartphone, but I don't think she has like, she doesn't have an iPhone. I put it that way. So, yeah. so like you know the whole FaceTime thing she can't do, but in order to be able to see like the grandkids, you know we've been using my brother's like Facebook Messenger call, you know the video call or whatever recently. So I know that that's why she has the account because my mom is she is not the most tech now. I've never even seen my mom use a computer. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, oh shit, you got a Facebook? Oh you you <laughs> stepping out? You know what I mean? Oh you fancy? So I, yeah, you real fancy. So I know what you, I know what she got. I know she has it for her rather so. I had to. I, I accepted the firm request, but I think I'm just gonna put her on a limited view, yeah. um, and you know, and obviously, you know, I'll I'm gonna sh- you know I'll share my Bible verses or whatever. I'll, I'll make those public <laughs> and everything else. You know, my my Devon Franklin um, posts. You know, everything else. I'll uh, you know I'll just put it on limited. Yeah, just put it on limited. You'll be alright. You'll be alright. Put it on yeah. limited. <laughs> 
Oh, man. So, I mean, it looks like, you know, I'm glad that we're both, you know, are somewhat sane to be able to, you know, hold this type of conversation. (laughs) Oh, let's talk about about what's really important throughout this this whole pandemic, though. How is your hair holding up? Let me tell you something. Because mine... My hair is holding up, you know, fine. Like, I don't really leave the house like that. So it looks like a rat's nest for most of the day until I have to leave. Then I'll try to, you know, put a little uh, gel at the, you know, my edges so I could leave the house presentable. But I mean, I've been fine. You know, a lot of people are going crazy. Um, A lot of people are not used to their natural hair. I mean, I've, I've, you know, started my natural hair journey a while ago, even though I mostly like wear wigs and stuff, but I've been okay with my natural hair, uh, particularly Good. since I'm not on Zoom calls like that. So, <laughs> and even when I, I am, I that, just, that camera is off. Yeah, that camera is usually off anyway. So I actually feel okay. I know like my eyebrows, I never really got my eyebrows waxed that much anyways. Like I do it once every three months. And my mm-hmm. nails, like I don't wear like fake nails. Um, I've had like, you know, so my, I'm used to my nails being in its natural state. If I, if I don't throw some paint on it, the only thing I personally, I feel like I am in dire need for is a freaking pedicure. Like I have needed to get a pedicure even before the pandemic. And it's not like, I mean, I'm living with my toes. It is what it is, but I just liked the idea of like, it was kind of like part of my self care routine to get my toes. So but I'm actually fine. I mean, I'm I've always been good with my natural state. I don't wear makeup every day, so I'm comfortable. But I'm actually concerned about you men who get shape ups and lineups or whatever the hell y'all call them every week. I look like I, I I was one of those people. I got a haircut every week. I look like Anthony Hamilton right now. <laughs> I, I look. <laughs> Anthony I, look like, I look like if Anthony Hamilton and and Django and uh, Teen Wolf got <laughs> together and made like a superhuman villain. I look absolutely ridiculous, and my feet like I did. I'm not telling. I don't get. Like, I didn't get like pedicure and stuff like that. But like 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 all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like when it got to a point, I would go get one, and it's at a point now, yeah. and it is just very very. Very, very rough. If I rub my feet together right now, I swear I, I start a damn wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. If I rub my feet together right now, you would hear it on the mic. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I it's just it's just really, really rough. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's rough, and I, I don't know how to cut my own hair. And I and and even if I did, like I'm not messing with it. Like my hairline is still intact, and I know there's a lot of a lot of men out there. You, you know, I have one. Uh, thir- Thirty six. You know, 30, 36 and up, you know, that can't say that. That's a and so, it is a luxury. <laughs> and so what I'm trying not to do is I'm trying not to not to mess this hairline up, mm-hmm. not to get in these corners. I'm letting these grazy silvers just I'm letting mm-hmm. them flourish. Listen, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, to be very honest, like I'm not I mean, there's a lot of females. It is what it is. I feel like the females, if they're not dealing well with it, they're going to have to get over it. Like, this is who you are, whatever. When we're still pretty. We're still beautiful, just, you know, in a different way. But the men, I am not used to seeing men looking like straight up scruffleupagus. Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys scruffleupagus. Like, I'm seeing, and the sad part is, like you said, like the hairline thing. You know, I know girls talk about our edges all the time. But the real, the real concern with edges is really on men. 
Yeah, it is. Because because I you can hide it with a hat, or if you or, or you know you can go completely bald or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, if and you, uh, <laughs> I've seen tough. some Facebook. Yeah, I've I've seen some patches. Like I'm literally seeing men posting pics with like they have patches in the front. Like it's not even like they have a little patch of hair in the in the middle in the front of their head in and the they, and then they have the two sides, like no hair, but then there's patches. Like the men who have not made the conscious decision to let go and go bald, yeah. who, you know, they were able to play it off with the low, low, low Caesar. Right. Now there's the low, no low, low, low Caesar. That shit is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are not okay. We are, we are, we are united as one, um, one, one struggle in time, but we are not okay. No, you guys um, are not okay. And, I personally, I feel bad, you know, like for the barbers and everything, because like a lot of those guys, you know what I'm saying? Like that's their source of income, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just really concerned, you know, I hope, you know, how they're, how they're maintaining my, my barber actually right before the, um, the virus, you know, hit him and his wife just had a baby, like literally just had a baby. Like I want to say like two weeks prior, um, you know, so I'm just, two weeks prior to everything shut down. So I hope that they're okay. You know, I reached out and everything, um, you know, I hope they're doing okay. But, and we try to pay like some of the people, you know, even if you can't come in, like, you know, get for, you know, barber and or people, you know, that you have like did to do certain services for you. We've been trying to like pay them, you know, when we can too, even though they're not coming to do the services because we understand how tough it is, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing, yeah. like, you know, like for me, I kind of feel a little bummed because, you know, as I'm now working at the moment, I mean, I kind of wish I was because I feel like it would give me the income to be able to help support some of these people that like my hair, my hairdresser. I don't know what she's doing. All of her side hustles, you know, were side hustles out of her shop. Shop, right. You know, and even though like, you know, I know a lot of um, hair, you know, hairstylists are making wigs and are shaping, you know, shipping off wigs. But a lot of people are not necessarily buying them because where am I going? I don't need to put on a wig at home. Right. So I'm not going right. to spend like $400 on a wig because I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not right. going anywhere. So it's, 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 I really feel bad for like the freelancers. Like I have friends who are makeup artists, like that's their yeah. job. And it's like, yeah. who, what, what else can they do? So definitely try to figure out a way to support, you know, our makeup artists, our nail techs to figure out, you know, how can we put a fund together to help them out too? Because I know that they're, I mean, I'm struggling, but I know they're struggling and they're yeah. like freelancers. So, but yeah, man, um, <laughs> yeah, you just brought me back. I definitely have a flashback of a scary image the other day of one of my friends who was on social media um, with their scraggly hair. Scared life out of you. It, it, I, I was I was shocked and appalled, like because this person <laughs> always has a low Caesar. And when I saw yeah. the different patches, I was just like, how could you even post this? But I guess it's all about, you know, authenticity. So. And it's funny, too, like even like some of us cele- like celebrities like I've been following and like and, you know, like you think that these people are like youthful and like, you know, things of that nature. But then like now that this pandemic is hit, like, you know, Diddy got a, his, his goatee is halfway gray. Yeah. Didn't know that. Kevin Hart is gray. Didn't know that. Yeah. DJ Khaled is gray. Didn't know that. You know, like. It's just really like interesting to like see this 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 whole thing is really like pulling out like and putting away some of the, like the smoke and mirrors like everybody's we're all the same you know what I mean like we're all going through the same struggles you know exactly it's just really interesting it's it's it's, it's crazy 
it's, yeah, it, no, it really is. Like I've, I'm, I've been taking serious note of everything that's been going on. Like this is why, this is why it's important to be in tune with who you are, you know, or at least figure out. Like I mean, I understand not touching your hairline because again, it's it's a luxury to even have one as a male that's thirty five and up. Correct. But you Sorry. know, but the beard situation that's happening. It's like, listen, people. It's been it's been about a month and a half now. If your beard is not able to grow in, just shave it off. Don't you don't it. okay? But you didn't have to. You didn't have to come for me like that. Oh, so, <laughs> I didn't. I haven't seen your you beard. You didn't talk about me like I that. Didn't, I didn't know that you can't grow a beard. You can't grow a beard, Paul. <laughs> it's growing. It's it's growing in literally everywhere. But I have like on the side of like my my goatee is is completely in. My sides are completely in, but there's a gap right in between where the goatee and the side beard would meet. So it's not connecting. I, it's not. Con- <laughs> it's not connecting at this at this one little piece. Oh man, I I might have some oil for that. Some rosemary oil might help stimulate. Okay. The- I've been trying to. What is it? The Jamaican uh, black oh, cast oil, but oil. that ain't. It's not. It's not doing it. You gotta add some rosemary to it. So I've concocted okay. a whole bunch of hair because my edges we're starting to like thin out a little bit because I guess when I'm stressed, that's the first place of attack. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been actually, I actually created a little concoction based on my research over the years of different oils that are good for promoting hair growth and stimulating blood flow. So you might Mm want to add a little rosemary oil and sage oil and a drop of tea tree oil. um, Yeah. to your Jamaican black castor oil and just start rubbing that in. Okay. and And see if there's a change in that. I, th- I feel like the ancestors are rejoicing at that little recipe that you put together. Listen, I feel like listen, the ancestors. Like they're, I all, mean, they're all holding hands and, and doing the Wakanda <laughs> bounce. <laughs> listen, I was raised. I was raised, you know, with the roots. So it's like, you know, sometimes you got, especially during this time when I'm afraid to go to the to the emergency room. I've been pulling out all sorts of tea leaves. Like, yeah, I feel you. Trust me. <laughs> I was like, nope, not today. Yeah. Oh man. So, uh, well, I'm glad that we're doing okay so far. It sounds like we're doing okay. Yeah. So, I think we're, I think all right. Doing. So we can get into a little bit of the preliminaries then for today's show. I know we spent like a good portion of it just kind of debriefing, talking, seeing what was going on, but I feel like the people were like, what's going on with Paul? Yes. <laughs> Where's PB? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> well then in that case, let's move on to the urban dictionary word or phrase of the week. All right, let's do it. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? May I have the definition? Um, what does keep keep mean? What's on fleek? Can you use it in a sentence? I've been with fleek to lit. And it's gonna be lit. Major key! It's time for the Urban Dictionary Word or Phrase of the Week. So this week's Urban Dictionary word of the week is mask hole. Mask <laughs> mask hole. Mask hole. <laughs> Can you spell that? M a s k h o l e. Mask hole. Mask hole. Okay, mm-hmm. so I feel like this has something to do with Corona virus. I feel mm-hmm. like it's the word that that's come up. Um, okay, so mask hole. So I'm guessing this is like a, a mashup of uh, a mask and asshole. Am I right? Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. Am I right? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. So, I need you on my team when we play charades and, uh, and you know, whatever <laughs> other. 
So is it is a mask hole someone who won't put on a mask when they're supposed to when they go outside? Ding 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 ding. Oh my god! Oh shit! Look at that. Wicked, listen, listen. You know what? I don't have all these new little sound effects going on here. Let me see if I can get a round of applause for you. I have never uh, gotten one of those words right. This is the first. I have the, I have the, yeah. the uh, yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Bow, <laughs> bow in the presence of greatness. Bow in the presence of greatness. All <laughs> right. So let me give you what the, the definition is. But basically you've got, I mean, you've figured it out. Okay. But mask cult is an asshole who doesn't wear masks publicly during the coronavirus slash COVID-19 pandemic, especially Word. common in NYC and usually of a certain perceived privileged and political party. GOP in a, in a... We're going to break this one down. But carry, right. on, carry on. And the uh, example is that effing mask hole rolled up behind us like a stealth bomber as we were getting off the ferry on 34th Street, mm. running and coughing, spreading that Rona all over the back of our necks. Not a That's mask fine. or bandana in sight. Make it plain, Lord. Make it plain. Make mm. it plain. Make it plain. Yeah, I, I don't understand <laughs> what the hell these people's problems are. Like, I was in a store recently... And it was an older woman who I'm also assuming is of a certain um, affiliation. Was she white or um, was she Republican? Um, take or your both. pick. <laughs> or both. <laughs> so, so we were, I was in this, we were all in the store. We were just on the line, you know, like the line, the store had like the markers supposed to stand certain feet away from one another. Mm-hmm. Everybody's adhering to that, and she's just like walking around with no mask on. She's just yelling, like she's trying to speak to people, like say hello or whatever. And people are like, you know. They'll say like waving or not saying anything because like nobody's trying to like really you don't have a mask on. Like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get that through and communicate with you. And she's like, You people are so rude and no one wants to say hello. And I understand that there's a virus going around, but like we are still human beings and we are a human race and we should all speak to one another and be nice like you're being. You guys are doing too much. Like, woman, shut your ass up and put on a mask. Like, are you kidding me? Like, nobody but like, this is a disease that none of us know anything about. And you're just like out here highly offended because nobody wants to speak to you because I'm sorry, but who are you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous. And like you said, like it's just a it's a privileged like mindset. You know what I mean? These people who are out here like protesting and like, like all this kind of stuff to open up these states and all this kind of stuff. It's like I understand that we all want to get back to work. I understand that we all are tired of being in our houses. But, you know, it's it's it, you're going to kill you're going to kill someone. Or some, you know, or or you're gonna die. You know what I mean? No, it's ridiculous. So, and I totally agree with you. Like the protesting that I've been seeing. Like I don't know if you saw that article. It was a couple of weeks ago. But you know when Kentucky was protesting in these streets about opening up the economy, and that the leader, I think, of the, and then after that, like maybe like a week later or not even, they saw that um, it, the, there was a rise in coronavirus cases after the protest. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is exactly what we're talking about right now. Like, yeah. this is exactly what we're talking about. Like, there is a reason, like, why people are saying stay home. Because yeah. people are actually dying. And it's like, there are people who still think that this is, like, some sort of made-up thing. Like, say that to the 15 people that I lost. Like, they're not here. Yeah. So, it's it's really crazy. But, yeah. But the, as soon as I saw mask call, I was like, ah, okay, because... I leave the house only when I have to, like if I have to go to the pharmacy. I mean, I've tried to walk around the block, but like I haven't been going out. Yeah. Uh, or if I have to go to a doctor's appointment or something. And there are people legit just like 
trying to get up in the stores and stuff with no mask. And I'm like, no, you will not be, like that person said in the example, coughing up on my neck with your Rona. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's selfish. Um, you know, and, and another thing that this, you know, we were just talking about how this, this you know, tragedy is like, you know, uh, taking down the smoke and mirrors of like, you know, um, age and, you know, self-care and like men who have gray hair and everything. But it's also... It's also taking the smoke and mirrors down off of this mind, this this belief that like, you know, you know, I'm I'm trying not to get too whatever, but like, I'll just put it this way: people people are very individual, you know, very very concerned about themselves only, very you know, very individualist, um, you know, and it's like we sometimes you know don't have a sense of community, you know, that that's that's the narrative that they try to push about like you know, uh, Americans and things of that nature that we're like you know proud to be an American and we're, we're a community, but it just seems that there's so many people who are just only worried about themselves, only worried about, you know, their money. Um, and they're not concerned about the fact that sure, maybe you're young, maybe you don't have any preexisting conditions. And maybe if you contracted this, this virus, you know, you'll be okay. You'll have very mild or severe symptoms and you'll be able to pull through. But you know, that person that you might come in contact with on the train, who's you know, who, who has, um, you know, asthma, who has an, who's immunocompromised or who's, you know, diabetic or obese or something of that nature, you know, you can be a carrier and then you just now, you know, risk that person's life for your own, you, you place yourself over somebody else's life. And I just, I don't understand that, that mindset, you know, yeah. I don't yeah. understand. It, it, and, and that's what it is. And, you know, it's funny because it kind of brought me back to when I was, you know, when we were prosecutors. Mm-hmm. How when the defense attorneys would go mad hard for something and you're like, nobody in your family has ever been a victim of anything, huh? Yeah. Like you can't see can't beyond be. yourself and your in your in your particular circumstance. And I think that that's the problem with our country, like and and who we are as a society. We cannot see beyond ourselves. Yeah. It's difficult to consider that. Ooh, maybe maybe we need to like work together to like you know make it a better place, but. Either way, that is our Urban Dictionary word of the week. I feel and like we haven't talked in so long and like and possibly like just have no interaction with anybody, period. So like every one of these segments is going to be like two hours long. But we're going like to try to get together. I know, right? <laughs> we haven't even we're just excited to talk. <laughs> we're just so excited. We're just so excited. So yeah. we're on to the big up of the week. Watch it. And you feel big up, big up. All of the women, them big up, big up. All of the girl, them big up, big up. All of the women, them big up, big up. And so this week's big up of the week, I know the last couple of weeks I've kind of said the same thing and I've kind of like, you know, I guess made the same big up in a sense. But it's really to all of these organizations out there that are putting, you know, themselves aside to, you know, really be out there helping out the first responders and to helping out the community, um, you know, in which there are so many people who are not working right now, who are not able to be, you know, who cannot obtain food, who cannot obtain clothing, like, and we really are seeing the, you know, the community come together to really kind of help out. And so this week, you know, I w- as I was scrolling through my Instagram, I saw that the Haitian American Lawyers Association and BK9, one of the one of my favorite restaurants here in Brooklyn, uh, were delivering food to downstate medical center frontliners. And so, you know, it was really great seeing 
how these restaurants, and I think last week I spoke about this on the show, but I'll talk about it again now that I have you here, that, you know, you have a lot of these restaurants um, that are essentially really not functioning, right? Nobody's going in, especially these restaurants who are really big on like the bar presence and the hangout lounge scene. They're not, they're not making anything, but yet they're still coming together to, you know, use their funds really to cook food to donate to frontliners and to other people in the community. So I feel like that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think, I think it is too. That's, that's, that's really dope. And I hope that we're, we're, you know, um, you know, uh, working with and, and ordering from our, our local, you know, uh, uh, restaurants and diners to make sure that they stay in business too. Yeah, definitely. That's what I've been, I mean, I've, have not been ordering a lot because like I said, you know, I'm trying to like preserve my funds since I'm not really working. But when right. I do feel like, you know, eating something, like I'll order from a Haitian, from one of my Haitian restaurants out here. Chloe's is still delivering food. Wade okay. is still delivering food. So I'm, you know, trying to give back to like my Caribbean owned restaurant. Cool. That's great. So with every high, you know that there is a low. Uh, there's always a low and the last couple of weeks you know the low has been you know government right uh cheeto asian orange trump he's done you know with the clorox situation and other like you know clowns in government who've been doing just some stupid ass things and then the hoarders we had a whole bunch of people hoarding um hoarding you know n95 masks and and medical supplies so we talked about them in the past as the womp womp but this week our womp womp of the week uh, comes from a, a DM special, as I call it. I love when my people send me DMs. <laughs> um, and I had recently posted this, uh, this video clip on, according to RP on Gmail, which garnered a lot of back and forth uh, conversation from, you know, our followers. And I sent it to you earlier today, but it was a clip from the Kendra... Kendra, um, Kendra G. yeah, Kendra G show. I guess she she's like a personality, and so she had posted a clip. Yes, she's a she's a uh, out of Chicago, and she's a Hampton Hampton University alum. Okay, shout out to Hampton HBCU. You <laughs> I didn't go to one, but I have much love for them. Appreciate it. Appreciate. It. I had to do it. Keep on, keep on. I had to do it. I, I know how y'all do. I know how y'all do. You just like. <laughs> Um, but she had a segment, you know, on her live called Singles on Live. And basically, she was talking to this young woman. I don't remember what her name is or if she even shared her name. Um, and the woman basically was, I guess she's, she was on to, I guess, you know, talk about how she's looking for a man because it was Singles on Live. And I guess Kendra thought that she was a real single woman. Um, unbeknownst to her, this was a married woman who was toting like a nine-month-old baby while on her Instagram Live, talking right. about how she's looking for a man. But she was married. And what's even worse is that her husband is in the hospital fighting for his life. I think he has right. COVID, Corona. Yeah. And instead of like praying for her husband, getting on a prayer line, you know, trying to see what she could do for her husband, who is, as I have found out, 65 years old. And she's how old? 32? 32 years old. She's mm-hmm. out here pimping herself out to find a new sugar daddy on the Kendra G show. Yeah. 
But then she tried to she tried to like frame it as if she was looking for a new stepdaddy for her for yes, her child. That's exactly what she said. She said she's yes. looking for a new so she was actively looking or she is actively looking for a new stepdaddy. And so when Kendra was like trifling. I don't understand. She and my favorite line from her um from the, the video clip, and again for those of you who haven't seen it, go on to my Instagram according to RP. It was you have to have one in the chamber. <laughs> yeah, she definitely said that. She was like, gotta have one in the chamber. Me and my husband, we have an understanding. You know, and I'm like, I don't know what type of understanding y'all have, but I would beg to 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 differ in the opinion that that man is perfectly cool with you out here looking for a new man while he's on his deathbed. <clears throat> so basically what, you was with him for his money too? I mean, that's exactly what it looks like for me. That's exactly what it, I mean, as soon as homegirl said that she, her man is a little older, I was like, oh, here we go. When she said yeah. 65, going to be 67, ne- no, 66 next month, I was <clears> like, oh, I see what this is. You knew exactly what time it was. Yeah. So then I'm like, of course she's shopping for another man right now. Her man's about to die because Kendra was like, is it not looking good? She's like, it's not looking good. She didn't seem bothered by it at all either. Like she just seemed like, you know, okay, yeah, he about to he's about to die. And I gotta keep this we gotta keep this gravy train going. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um I, I just think that a lot of people at first of all, like I don't I don't really get into like, you know, I feel like everybody's relationship is everybody is your your relationship is your relationship. So you know what I'm saying? Like if you wanna date somebody that's old older than you, you wanna date somebody that's that's younger and legal, you know what I mean? Like that's your that's your business. You know, I don't really get into all, all of that. But like, <clears throat> the, you know, when you marry someone like there are certain things that, you know, when you take those vows, like, you know, for rich and poor, you know, for better, for worse, you know, sickness and health. Like that's some serious stuff in my in my opinion, you know. And so it just says a lot about you that, you know, this man is literally dying, you know, and your concern is, you know, how do I now? Okay, I gotta get ready for for the next. I gotta get ready for the next man. I gotta get ready for the next the next wallet. I gotta I gotta find my next come up. You know what I mean? Like, you, are you getting married for for a come up? And that's not to say there's even anything wrong with necessarily like getting married. You know, and, and having financial stability be one of the reasons why you get married. I, I don't think there's even anything wrong with that. It shouldn't be the primary thing, but it, if it's one of them, I mean, I get that too. But like. You're obviously just out here. You were just out here looking for somebody to to take care of you because that's what your main concern is. Even now, in in times of of death, you know, it's just absolutely ridiculous to me. You gotta of you gotta take marriage seriously. Of the pandemic, like it's not even the fact that like yo, he's in the hospital and it is what it is. Like we are in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, it's wild. And it's like, you know, he probably is about to die. Literally. <laughs> Yeah. But you, but you are on Instagram Live with your nine-month-old on your hip, talking probably about I don't know. Maybe that's not her daddy in the hospital. It could be somebody else. You know, it could she might be have somebody daddy. else. We don't know. We don't even know. But <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might not even be her daddy. But let's just say it was. Like you have the your child, who this man, whether he's a daddy by blood or not, has been fitting the bill for. You have her on your hip on an Instagram live where you showing her and yourself talking about how you looking for uh, the next stepdaddy. Right. And homeboy is still, he hasn't even expired yet. 
Like he's still probably on a ventilator or whatever the hell he's on. It's crazy. And maybe and maybe they even have like some sort of arrangement. I don't know. Maybe they have like an open relationship or something they like might, that. But not maybe. during a pandemic. But damn. While he's- yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like damn. And and if that's what it is, like you you don't have to share everything about your relationship with the whole world either. Nah. Nah, exactly. Like <laughs> I mean, that's what Match.com and BlackPeopleMeet.com are for. That's what Tinder is for. Like, you right. need to get on, you know, on social media on a live where, you know, you walking around showing your house and your baby on your hip with your braids and, and the gel that's not sitting down properly, that's not laying the edges properly to tell people about your situation and really just make a whole fool out of yourself. Like, that's exactly what she did. And I feel so bad for that baby girl. Yeah, you know, you, like you, you, there's something you should you should not expose your child to because I just imagine like imagine that child getting older and let's say her, this is her father and he passes away and like your child can then access this like later on or when they get older in life, you know, when they're older in life they can access this and see that while your father was dying that you probably won't even remember because you're so young, you know what I mean? Like your mom wasn't even out here like being that concerned about him. She was being concerned about finding another man like. How how does that make you feel? Like what what is that gonna how is that gonna impact the relationship with you have your mother or your opinion of her? You know exactly. I mean, I mean we have seen some things in our lifetime. We have heard some stories, but I was just so shocked at the cavalierness, the nonchalantness. Like I was just like, is this a joke? Maybe it's a joke, but, uh, but maybe then, so. But Even Kendra was like, "Are you a comedian? Are you joking?" Yeah, she, she couldn't was, believe it. This is be, yeah, it's 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 rough. But then well, after analyzing it and putting, you know, the the blues clues together, I was like, "No, this chick is very serious because this is her life. She has a sixty-seven-year-old, a sixty-six-year-old husband, and she's thirty-two. Like this is this is what she does. She, you know, replaces them as she sees fit." And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy, but she gets. I don't know what her name is, but she gets the womp womp of the week because I feel like during this time, like that that this is not what we need to be doing in these streets. Like this is absolutely not what we need to be doing. Like, I mean, if you want to be, you want to have a sugar daddy, that's fine. Like you said, I can't. Oh yeah, talk absolutely. To we talked you about know? that before. Like you yeah, know what I'm mean, saying? Like get your bills paid. It's cool. Listen, do what you need to do, and then you know, yeah. send me my 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 cut. Right, but, <laughs> but this I think we are in just such trying times. It just sounds so tragic and so yeah. heartless. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. That's our wop wop of the week. I need to I need to get off of that topic because I feel like we could talk about this forever. <laughs> so I guess in other wop wop news, I know we only had the one wop wop of the week, but what is up with your Lakers team? And their small first, business. First of all, first of all, I am I am not from LA. <laughs> do, not, do not put the Lakers on me. Don't do that. No. Um, yeah, I heard they they um, but it, you know, but it's not just them. Like a lot of these um, yeah. a lot of really large companies that you would not consider to be small businesses apparently have been, you know, receiving like I guess it was like stimulus checks or like yeah, you know. It was- it was federal. It was basically federal loans meant for small, small businesses. businesses. Yeah. And so I Lakers. know Shake Shack um, mm-hmm. got a check. Yep. Lakers. Ruth Ruth Chris Steakhouse got a check. Yep. I saw that too. 
Yeah. I think Harvard um, University got a check. And so they, because I think they were, Harvard was one of the earlier, I guess, you know, scandals in a sense. I had heard about some of these universities receiving <laughs> um, checks. But the Lakers one, they're like a billion, billions of dollars company. Yeah. Yeah. And did they return it? Oh, that's that's they said the Lakers are to return the four point six million dollars in federal loans that were meant for small businesses. They will be returning it if they have not done so already. So what exactly qualifies as a small business? Because I'm I'm concerned like the Lakers, like I just don't understand how they can even be considered a small business with the global, you know, impact and reach that they have. I don't understand that. I'm, I'm, I'm confused too. Like when I hear small businesses, I'm thinking about the bodega that's on my corner. I'm thinking about like, you know, the solo practitioner. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe a small like media agency yeah, or exactly. something like that or, yeah. a, or, or a restaurant like the BK nine restaurant that, you know, was helping out the community. Like I'm thinking about them. They're a small, they're mm-hmm. not a franchise. I'm thinking about them being small businesses. I would never in a million years consider the Lakers, basketball conglomerate corporation or whatever the hell to be a small business worthy of 4.6 million dollars mm-hmm. i don't understand I, I don't understand and you know that um according to the news that i don't know if they replenished it now but as of i think last week or two weeks ago the small business fund had actually ran out of money for yeah. their, you know, PPE program. I think it was yeah. the, the Paycheck Protection, Employee Protection Program or whatever. They ran out of money. <clears throat> and, and some of these, some of these, <clears throat> a lot of people have not received their money, their stimulus checks, their their small business loans at all. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching this um, episode of uh, a Vice News tonight, mm-hmm. um, last night. <laughs> and um, the episode, uh, it was about this barber, <clears throat> this guy who owns a barbershop that obviously employs like other barbers down in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was basically, I think they have like a six month old child or whatever, but like, obviously, you know, down in Georgia, like they've lifted some of the restrictions um, to include the opening of certain businesses, like, um, you know, barbershops and things of that nature, you know, but he, now he feels like he is, you know, faced with a, you know, lesser of two evils, so to speak type of situation, because it's like, he's running out of money his barbers are running out of money. This is their only stream of income, you know? So it's like, and they all have families. So it's like, okay, we need to eat. We need to survive. I just bought a house. Like, do I go back to work so that we can all work and survive and live? But if I do go back to work and if I do let these guys come back to work, if I do open my shop up, then will we even live? Because then you're, you know, you're interacting with people and they haven't seen a decrease in in the in in their cases. They haven't even, they haven't hit their peak yet, you know. So it's kind of like you know, and then do, and, and put you into putting your family at risk. So it's like, do you live to make money, or do you go make the money and possibly infect yourself, infect someone else, infect your family, um, you know? So it's you know, and on top of it, and he was saying how he hasn't received, he didn't receive any aid whatsoever from the federal government, even though he applied for it. You know, so it's like he just they, he just doesn't know what to do. And I feel like there's so many people, you know, uh, you know, especially within our community who are who are faced with, you know, these decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the guys, too, who like may have like criminal records and like they are unable to get any other type of job, you know, aside from, you know, working for themselves, you know, exactly. or being entrepreneurs. You know, what options are they going to have? 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a sad thing all around. And it's just to see how a lot of these, I guess, companies now are just really just taking advantage of, you know, what's really for other people, right? Yeah. Um, and really screwing out, you know, the little guys in a sense, especially yeah. like you said, those who can't just say, "Oh, I'm gonna just go apply for a job working there because of their criminal background." Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, really sad. It's funny because as I was thinking about, I'm like, oh, we're all womp womped out. Something else came to mind. It's not really a womp womp of the week, but I want to see, I want to get your opinion on this. So I don't know if you had seen the latest Bill de Blasio scandal when he tweeted, um, when he was, I guess he was frustrated at, as um, was over the weekend, I believe it was over the weekend, there was another mass gathering in the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. There was a rabbi who had uh, passed away from the coronavirus. And so Bill de Blasio, uh, so I guess from him, from the rabbi passing away from the coronavirus, the Jew with the Hasidic Jew com- uh, community basically came out and they had another one of their like 5,000 people gathering in the streets, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, New York has banned these large gatherings from, it's been like over a month now. This is not any news, but right. time and time again, the Jewish community, the Hasidic community uh, specifically, it's like they have no regard. They're going to do what they're going to do. And it's been like at least five times already within the past like month that they have been blasted for having these large scale, you know, events, whether it be funerals or weddings. And every time they have been in these big mass gatherings, the number of coronavirus, you know, um, cases would increase. So Bill de Blasio had enough of it. I think it was this weekend or, or, or either this weekend or earlier la- or later last week that this uh, recent gathering took place. He tweeted, um, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, my message to the Jewish community and all communities, it is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. I have instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups this is about stopping the disease and saving lives, period. So, you know, he's frustrated because people are obviously avoiding and ignoring the order. Well, because of this, he has now been called anti-Semitic. He has been called a Nazi. And people are literally likening this to World War II when the Gestapo police was rounding up Jews. So what is your opinion on this? Obviously, he probably could have worded it a little different, knowing who his audience is. People are coming for him. But I personally think that by him saying my message to the Jewish community and out and singling them out is because they have been the group that has been the most defiant when it comes to these orders. Like we're not talking about a gathering of 10 people. We're talking about hundreds thousands of people in the street violating the do not gather order. Yeah, I, um, I agree that, you know, possibly he could have, he could have worded, um, that a little bit, uh, differently, but I think that the intent and the heart of the message there was to, you know, all communities. And I'm assuming that he was probably his response he gave that response in response to a direct question mm-hmm. about his thoughts about, you know, certain members of, of that community gathering for funerals and, 
you know, uh, weddings and things of that nature. But I, I'm assuming, as he said, you know, to that community and to every every community, to everyone, we all have to, you know, do our part to practice social distancing and to ensure that the, you know, the, the rate of this virus's transmission goes down so that we can try to get back to life as business as usual, life as usual, whatever that may be in the aftermath of this. Um, I don't think it's anti-Semitic, um, you know, and I, I, and I'm certainly, you know, I'm not a member of the, of the Hasidic Jewish community. Um, so, you know, I, I will say this, you know, so I, I, to me, you know, I, I think it's, um, hyperbole to try to, to compare it to like Gestapo and, and, and World War II, you know, this has nothing to do with trying to commit genocide or, or persecute anyone because of their religious affiliation or, or, or who they are. We're all just trying to do our part as New Yorkers and, and Americans in, in, in general to just ensure that we all stay safe and that, you know, and, and that, yes, I, you know, we understand how important, you know, uh, funerals are and weddings are, you know, but we want to we all want to make sure that we have as few funerals as possible. And we want to make sure that, you know, the Jewish community and all communities don't lose any more lives. And I think, again, we just have to take the the emotion out of it because I, I understand it's it, why it's, you know, why it's personal and that we're mm-hmm. all struggling right now. But, you know, I think you got to take the emotion out of it and just realize that you're not being targeted for who you are. We're all being told we all we all have missed weddings. We all, we all, like you just said, you lost 15 people. Yeah. You went and to I no funerals. No. How many of those people did you go to? Not one. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I understand the need and the want and desire to pay your final respects to people mm-hmm. and to celebrate people's marriages. There's been at least three weddings we were supposed to go to that have been canceled, you know, or postponed. It's tough. Like I understand, you know, but we just all have to do our part so that we can celebrate and, you know, and, and not have to go through as much mourning. You know, because we're not heeding these warnings. And I think what you said was key. You know, you're not being targeted for who you are. You are being targeted for what you are doing. That's what it is. You are being targeted for your blatant disrespect. And I think, you know, as a New Yorker, I'm upset because, you know, I have a lot of friends in the medical field who are frontliners. You know what I mean? Like they are in these hospitals. In, In fact, I have one of my girls who's in a hospital at Borough Park where the Jewish community refuses to heed warnings. And it's like, at the end of the day, you know, some of the commentary I've seen, it might sound harsh, but it's like, listen, you want to do what you want to do, then stay your ass at home when you get sick. Don't, you know, don't strain the medical system. Don't be the first ones wanting to have your special treatment at these hospitals. If you want to do what you want to do and you guys get sick, stay home. Don't put other people at risk. Stay in your communities and stay your ass at home if that's what if, if that's if that's what you plan on doing, because it's not fair when you have like these hospitals, particularly those in these Hasidic you know, neighborhoods where they are run down, not enough resources for anything, not enough medical supplies, not enough PPE, not enough anything, because they are seeing an inundation of individuals. I mean, I remember one of the first incidences, there was a wedding, a two or three hundred person wedding. There was yeah, like a hundred and yeah, there was like a hundred and fifty cases of coronavirus from that gathering alone. Yeah, I, I think th- that is what sparked, at least yeah. in New York. I think that's it, what it sparked. Was, the, yeah, that's what sparked yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. So now, where are you going for this aid? You're going to the hospitals where my 
aunties work, where my cousins work, where my friends work, and they're dropping like flies because you thought that it was cool to celebrate. Like, you don't think we want to celebrate too? And so I think that's why people are frustrated. And I feel like that's why de Blasio, you know, I'm not always in line with everything that he says or does. I'm a Democrat, but I'm not, you know, a blind, I don't blindly follow people just because, you know, we're on the same party line. Yeah. Yeah. But I could, I felt like when I read it, I felt the heat because of what just happened. Like we told you to stay your asses at home. Why is there a thousand of you in these streets? Like I want to bury my cousin too, but I can't like, what's up? So yeah. yeah, but, but he definitely got a lot of backlash. Like Twitter was going on fire. With yeah, I, I, I saw that actually now that you talk about, it. I do remember seeing that last night. It, yeah, it was crazy. They were just like, Oh, now you're giving permission for police to round up Jews. Like, no, I I, I think that, you know, it's for every every, anybody who's engaged in large, you know, community gatherings. I mean, you know, let's be honest, like I in the same week that, you know, that there were the issues with, you know, that particular community with the Jewish community members, rather, of the Hasidic Jewish community, like gathering for like large gatherings in Chicago. There were people, you know, in in African American community who are like having large like house party gatherings, and their mayor, Mayor Lightfoot, has been adamant about telling them to stay their asses inside too. You know what I mean? So, you know, the the beaches in Florida, like you know what I mean. Everybody in the world has been talking about, you know, how you know during spring break the predominantly, uh, you know, um, white, you know, indiv- you know, spring breakers, you know, who are gathering in large groups. You know, and and causing you know coronavirus you know uh, transmission there, and the same message has been that that De Blasio said to you know that particular group in New York is the same message that Mayor Lightfoot gave to the to members of the Black community in Chicago, and that people have been giving all over this country about you know the the gatherings in in, in uh, South Beach, the gatherings in in Flint, uh, Fort Lauderdale and, and Tampa, and about you know uh, Mayor Kemp, I mean excuse me, Governor Kemp opening up. Um, Georgia, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like all of y'all, no matter what color you are, no matter what religion y'all are, let's not forget about the the, the number of black churches that, that were gathered, you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, like in especially in the South and you know, having still having church and you know, and white churches too. It wasn't, you know, again, not just us. And I'm not saying this to say like, well, the black people are doing white, but I'm I'm saying it to say that the message is not, hey, you need to sit down because you're black, hey, you need to sit down because you're Jewish. Hey, you need to sit down because you're white. The message is, hey, everybody needs to sit down because everybody needs to sit down. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Time out. Yeah. 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 So I don't think it has anything to do with trying to like single out a particular group. You know, like everybody has been saying this message for weeks, for months, you know, to, to various people, to various types of people, you know. So, hell, the police can't even gather. They like, you know what I'm saying? Like they can't even like in their station, their precincts or whatever, they have to social distance in the precinct. They're not even patrolling the streets. Like they used to, you know, so it's not I don't think it's about I don't think I don't think that he was trying to be uh, discriminatory or or singling out um, a particular person or or give, you know, uh, you know, what's uh, what's the word? Um, uh, Privileges or or, or, uh, tell tell the police that they can just go out and just pick up people, you know, based on, you know, what what religion they are. He's just saying, hey, everybody needs to everybody needs to stop. Everybody needs to p- take a break. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. And so, I mean, 
it looks like we're getting closer and closer to, I don't know, freedom. I mean, you know, the states are looking like they're about to, some of them already opened up. Mm-hmm. New York City, we're hearing rumors of like May 15th or whatever. So, I mean, freedom is coming. But at the end of the day, people have to realize that we're still you know, getting cases of coronavirus every day. There's still like thousands of cases still being reported every day in New and, York City. And trust and believe that that second wave is going to come uh, in the fall when flu season gets here. Exactly. Um, and I know, like you said, May 15th. Um, I know the governor is going to open upstate up, but I, I don't think that he's going to, he actually, I know he's going to open up, he's talking about opening up upstate, but, um, New York city, uh, Westchester, Long Island, um, and Putnam, I believe we're still going to be, um, on lockdown. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm in New Jersey and, uh, on May 1st, our governor just said that he was going to allow public parks, um, and, uh, you know, county and state parks to open back up. Mm-hmm. So we shall see how that goes too, because y'all will fuck that up. I know of y'all will. Of course they will. Of course so. they will. They're gonna, do bar- they're gonna be barbecuing in the park. Yes. They're gonna be doing all sorts of tomfoolery. That's only gonna get us back in quarantine again. Like that's just what's gonna happen. And yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the last thing I wanted to see if we could touch on. I mean, we we really you know we're going in on it today because it's been such a long time. But mm-hmm. I did want to ask your opinion on, I guess this could kind of be like two in one, right? Basically, the Joe Biden Democratic nomination, right? right. Like he is yeah. now the person that Democrats will have to vote for. You, um, saved, up all, you saved up all the good time. You couldn't wait to get me back on here. You saved up all the, all the yo, controversial topics. I was like, let me, I'm like, because I don't know when he's going to be back here again. Because yeah, he's you know, always losing equipment. <laughs> Let me hit him with the heat. Let me hit him with all of them. Let me let me get all the heavy hitters, all the heavy topics yeah. out right now while I got yeah. them. But yeah, so we have one Hillary endorsing Joe Biden, which I mean, whatever, right? It is what it is. Um, I mean, people are like feeling some type of way about that because he's probably going to give her some sort of position. I don't know. We like, I mean, I'm not a Hillary supporter. I've never been. Um, I I don't want no parts of her in the White House or any house. But that's just me. But Mm -hmm. then there's the Stacey Adams situation where, you know, people are wondering, there's rumors that that might be Joe Biden's pick, you know, for vice president. And they're thinking that if he balances, I guess, his his uh, candidacy with a black woman, Mm -hmm. that that might make him stronger in a sense. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Stacey Adams and and her potentially being, um, you know, the vice president of the United States? I'm seeing a lot of negativity on social media about her. um, And I just want to know what your thoughts are. Um, So, I mean, personally, I love Stacey Abrams. Um, I think that she is. uh, I said Stacey Adams. Why am I calling her Stacey Adams? (laughs) Because we black and Stacey (laughs) Adams is our our shoe uh, du jour. So, you know, to. It's, it's completely cool. But yeah, she um, I think the state I, I think Stacey Abrams um, would, you know, be able to, you know, bring together um, the, you know, obviously like the, the, the honestly, the real most loyal base of Democratic Party, um, which is um, which are black women. Um, obviously, she would she would excite, um, you know, the 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 electorate she would uh, excite the base. Um, she's smart. She is uh, well aware of who she is. I don't feel like there's anything inauthentic about her. Um, she's highly intelligent. She knows what she's talking about. She has plans. Um, she obviously had the governorship stolen from her by 
Brian Kemp. And we're seeing exactly how that's working out now as Mr. Kemp is, again, now just opening up the state of Georgia um, when they haven't even reached their peak. They're now nowhere near their peak. Um, you know, so we, we see how that how that's working out. Um, she I know she's really big on like voter suppression. Um, <clears throat> and, I, and, you know, she's not the only name that, I, that I've seen, you know, floating around. I know uh, Senator uh, Kamala Harris um, as a black woman, her name has been um, has been floated around. Um, and what was the name of that other lady that we talked about? Very smart. She was on the um, uh, she was on the impeachment committee, and we just talked mm-hmm. about her from Florida. Deb, yeah, what was her name? her last name? I don't remember her last name. I but cannot think of her, her name. Um, but I know that I know that there's been another name that's um, been floated. Um, and I, I guess people's negativity comes from you know, I, sex first of all, he, I, <laughs> the sexual allegations. I said the sexual allegations, maybe she came well, forward and said, no, I believe well, Joe Biden. What'd you say? She had come, you know, there was like a, a article about, you know, her talking about how she believes Joe Biden. I think maybe some women are feeling maybe because they don't believe Joe Biden mm-hmm. um, feel like the fact that she's come forward and, and, and saying, you know, well, I believe him and I stand by him that maybe she's just a tool. No, I, I think that uh, it, I think that there's one thing that we can say about Stacey Abrams and what we've seen from her um, is that she's nobody's tool. Um, she hasn't even been selected as as the vice presidential pick. And from what I understand, she's not even the favorite to be picked. She's definitely in the running. She's in the short list from what I understand. But um, I know Senator Senator Harris um, is also in that running. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren um, is also in that running. Um, Amy Klobuchar. Um, I think Tammy Duckworth, like there's a lot of women, like I know Joe Biden, he he's committed to selecting a woman for vice president. And I know he also verbally committed to selecting a um, a black woman in particular mm-hmm. for a Supreme Court seat. So, mm-hmm. you know, so we know that, that you know, he's going to pick a woman. We do know yeah. that. Um, but I don't have I don't have any issue whatsoever with um, I, I would I would my my personal. Let me not say that I would be happy with. Uh, Senator Harris, I'd be happy with uh, uh, Stacey Abrams. I'd be happy with um, Elizabeth Warren, who was my my presidential. That was my pick too. after Senator. Yeah, but I, I actually I was um I did I refused to pick with her when both her and Senate and Kamala Harris were in um were in the running. I refused to pick between the two because I personally I liked them both mm-hmm. a lot. Once um Senator Harris dropped out, I was one hundred percent um Team Warren. So, I mean, I would like to see her. Um, I would like to see her as vice president to be, to be quite honest with you. I just think that she has, she has a plan. I think that she has, has it together. I think that she would, she's like that bridge between the, you know, moderate Democrats like Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. um, and the progressive, uh, Bernie yeah, uh, Democrats who you know Bernie's obviously not going to be the vice president. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's not. So I think that she, she's a progressive, but she's a progressive with with a tangible plan. Yeah. And and that's what I had liked about her is that she had a plan. I mean, you know, I wasn't going to vote for her because she was going to forgive student loans, because we all know that, you know, with this whole student loan forgiveness thing, it's always about a threshold, though. Like if you meet the threshold, then you get it. And a lot of us, you know, as we're progressing in our careers, we're not going to make the threshold. (laughs) So, you know, that dream is not for me. But Um, I did like the fact that she did have solid plans. Like she had, you know, whether the plans worked or not, it is what it is, but she still came forward. It wasn't like a pie in the sky when she spoke. Um, 
So I do, you know, I do like her. I mean, with, with regards to Stacey Abrams, I mean, if it was between Elizabeth Warren and Stacey Abrams, I would say Elizabeth Warren, you know, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not to say that she wouldn't make one, but I don't think I still know enough about her um, on like a presidential scale. Like, you know, I haven't seen, I've seen, you know, what she wanted to pitch when she was running for the, for the governor um, ship. But right. I think, you know, if we're talking about VP, a lot of us would be more comfortable with, you know, the Elizabeth Warrens with the uh, Kamala Harris's. Don't know about Klobuchar so much. Like, I mean, she no. sounds like she's a very smart person. I can person, tell you right now, absolutely not. Yeah, she sounds like she's yeah. smart, but not enough. Like, she needs another 15 years in the game before, you know, she could, and, and figure out who she is. I feel like she doesn't know who she is uh, in, on a political who, scale. That's my whoever opinion. He, whoever he picks, and like you said, it, it will be a woman, but it needs to be um, a, 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 a woman who um, understands and has empathy, I believe, yeah. for you know, people who may not necessarily look like them. And mm-hmm. if you are an African-American woman, you know, you understand the plight of, you know, minorities in, in, in general. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's why I, I, my top three picks would be um, Stacey Abrams, Kamala Harris and, um, and, and Elizabeth Warren. I think they've all evidenced, um, you know, that they, they have a, 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 a understanding of what empathy is. And I think women in general obviously seem to have a, a better grasp on that than a lot of us do. Um, so, you know, so that, that's who I'm now, but I, and I think a lot of the backlash, you know, comes from, you know, when, when you're a black woman, like, you know, you, you have to deal with, you're held to a much stricter, a higher, higher standard than, than some people are like, take, take Amy Klobuchar, for instance, like she's a, she was a prosecutor, um, for, she's been a prosecutor for years. She started her political career, I believe on like this, um, based on this, this case, involving a um a black a black man that was mm-hmm. uh, you know she ran with the narrative that was completely inaccurate and flubbed and i think that this man you know lost like some you know some years off of his off of his life i you know um where but you know you don't hear about that as much but kamala harris who's also a prosecutor all you hear all day is she's a prosecutor and she's throwing mm-hmm. black men in jail and she's this and then it's like uh Kamala Harris has never done anything worse than what Amy Klobuchar did as, yeah. as a prosecutor. You know what I mean? And but but you know, but she's just held to a much higher standard. And then with Stacey Abrams, like, oh well, we don't, you know, well we don't know who she is, and she lost an election. It's like, yeah, but she lost that election to because of voter suppression. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. But yeah. I what I what I do know is that you know I I, I think it's a good thing that he does have so many. Uh, women to choose from and so many you know smart and talented and co- competent and capable black women mm-hmm. uh, also to choose from um I-, I wouldn't be mad seeing kamala as the attorney general or as a supreme court justice um yeah. you know i don't think she wants that because i think she still has her eye on that main prize <laughs> mm-hmm. you know because that's a lifetime position you know yeah. at least for now um but i wouldn't be mad i think that she is obviously like if you're going to put a black woman on on a Supreme Court right now, like you're obviously Kamala Harris is like the first name that would come she up. Would, yeah, she would be the one because I think she's objective, you know, and I think yeah. that that's that's something that we lack in the society is somebody who's truly objective. And the fact that she was a prosecutor 100%. and that she is a person of color, like she has a balance that, you know, is that most individuals do not possess. So I yeah. think that she would I mean, I would I would have hoped that you know she would have um you know taken that position but like you said 
you know, she has other things in mind and she has, you know, other things that she wants to do. So that position is yeah. probably not ideal for her. But yeah. Yeah. But I told, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you um, with, you know, with all of that. I mean, Stacey, I, I guess I need to do a little more. I need to see more of her, like the same way we were so exposed to Elizabeth Warren and her policies and her plans and come out even with Kamala Harris. I think it's because of, by nature, the presidential race forced them to have to be out there. I would like to see a little more of her out there for me to get a better sense of, you know, if I think that she would be, you know, a good uh, fit. Yeah. And I, I think that's fair. Like, she, like I said, like we all know that she's smart. She is, you know, in touch. Um, you know, she's she's a she's a powerful voice in, in the party. Um, but I think if we're focused on. It, it's okay, I think, to 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 say, hey, you know, I don't know too much about her. I need to do a little more research. A lot of a lot of time, people are like, what do you mean you don't know about her? You don't you know this? And it's like, okay, you just don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, just everyone's entitled to their opinion. Just you don't have to. We don't have to, you know, persecute everyone. I think that's why it, it, even this election is kind of like touch and go because I feel like we're just eating ourselves alive. We're eating one another alive alive on the on the liberal side, and the Republicans and the right, you know, the right they are lockstep and they are. You know, they don't care anything about anything. You know, even with everything that's going on, they are well aware who they're voting for um, and they're going to do what they need to do to put this person back in office. And we are, you know, self-arguing We're arguing, you know, within within ourselves. And we just need whoever he picks. Listen, I have my issues or whatever, but there's absolutely nothing that Joe Biden has done that is worse than, you know, what we have currently so <laughs> yeah that is listen i mean it, you want to call him a you know say he has a sexual assault case from 93 we've been there done that with this president he has he has some from last week <laughs> yeah and I, and I think it's it's you know obviously you know we do have to there has to be an investigation into these things of course, you know of if, if a woman is saying that you know we have to do our part um and properly vet it um and the public deserves uh, you know to know what's going on with those yeah. things but I think that that is the that's the standard that should be on on both sides. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, you know, so we shall see. We will we see. Shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Well, Paul, I think we definitely um, bit our time. Yeah, I think so. We talked <laughs> we a lot. On a lot of a lot of stuff. You know, we kind of got like a whole month and a half worth of like. You know, topic. And it's funny, though, these topics are actually pretty recent, what we talked yeah. about. So imagine if we had more time to talk about everything that took place. But right. it's always a pleasure having you on the show it's for us to dissect and share our, our you know, usually our usually we, we, we tend to agree. It's very rarely that we disagree, but we yeah. sometimes we come at things from different perspectives. But right. um, but that's the yeah. beauty of, of like talking about things like, exactly. you know, yeah, 100 percent. So you have to promise that you're not going to wait another month and a half to get back on the show, Paul. I'm not. As a matter of fact, I will come back next week if you will have me. Listen, I would be more than thrilled. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. All right. Well, thanks okay. again, Paul, for joining in on this conversation. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Radio. It's your girl, Vita Pierre, and your boy, PB. PB. <laughs> See you all next week, allegedly. <laughs> Talk to Talk to you guys next week. All right. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. Time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. Can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all online. WJMSRadio.com. Damn.
Listen to the show anywhere. Anywhere, anytime.